Hey y'all, it's Jonna. Okay, I'm gonna say that I'm excited about that this episode. You might be like, uh, the name of this is Anxiety. That sounds super fun. It's not that it's fun. I'm excited because I love talking and going deeper on issues that maybe aren't talked about as much. I love when people are vulnerable with me. It allows me to be vulnerable with them. I can sometimes have a vulnerability hangover to where I leave a situation. I'm like, I shared way too much. They shared nothing. Whoa, I went too far. And Laura and I might do that in this episode, but we have each other. So at the end of the day, like it's easier for us to share what's going on because I know that if I'm vulnerable with her, there's no shame attached and the same for her. And I hope that listening to this, you know that we feel the same. It's we're like we're in a conversation with y'all and we fully believe that when we talk about these things because she and I have talked about them for a while. So this isn't a new topic for the two of us to share together. Maybe certain stories that she wasn't aware of about me and I, her, but we are talking to y'all. It is as if you're in the room with this. So I hope that you listen. I hope that you get something from it. I hope that it gives you the courage to share things you're going through, whatever it is. It might not be anxiousness or fear or worry. It could be something completely different, but find someone that you can be vulnerable with. And that is so freeing. It doesn't mean it's all going to get better. It doesn't mean it's going to go away, but it is going to be freeing because light drives out darkness. So don't stay quiet. Don't say scared. Share. Even if that's with us. Like, we consider y'all friends. That is not hokey pokey, artichokey stuff. That is a real deal. So, I love you guys, and I appreciate you, and I thank you so much for listening. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are ya? I'm good. How are you? Good. Surviving? Is that a... Is that Surviving, not, not thriving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is the busy season for those of us who teach in at the university level. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're all like in the trenches right now. Like yes. we're all trying to survive. And you know, you think like right before Christmas or like you're like once Christmas is done, everything's going to slow down. Like it's going to slow down. We're going to relax. But no, mm-hmm. it's like you get back from Christmas break and it's a few weeks and then it's like spring break and mm-hmm. then it's Easter break and then it's like you know, oh, we got to take one more holiday before you get out of school. And we get out like the very last day of May here, which is better than normal. Normal yeah. like, we're like June 8th. So oh my we're, all, we're all holding on. William's got yes. an eighth grade formal coming up, which makes me want to vomit slash oh like be a chaperone. Eighth grade formal. I know, isn't that cute? It's super cute. Um, it'll yes. be better than the other dances where they normally wear like sports clothes. <laughs> And so I have to say real quick, this is not on topic at all, but he, in sixth grade, that's when they had their like first dance. And I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be so awesome. And, um, he wore like jeans and a polo because we had heard that it's like, it runs the gamut. Like there's some girls that show up in like mini prom dresses and some that literally show up in like their athletic clothes. So I pick him up and I was like, oh my gosh, what'd y'all do? And he's like, we played dodgeball. And I was like, (laughs) well, I was like. Oh, is that like, because one of y'all were like dodging each other, like you're on the other side of the room. Nobody wants to dance. And I thought it was like a metaphor. And he's like, no, we'd like legitimately play dodgeball. And I was like, <laughs> so let's talk, let's talk about your dance versus my dance. So, oh my gosh. That is was so some, funny. Yeah. Yeah. You probably shifted, shifted on that dress code a little bit. Headed, headed yeah. So forward. now it's like just shorts and like t-shirt, which he didn't even go to him anymore, but eighth grade formal, you're supposed to step it up. Okay. So, okay, that's Does, what we got. Do we have a date? Like, or is this like, do you have it's, I, uh, you know, I, okay. I feel certain he's told me. 
Okay, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, <laughs> rewind to episode two on parenting. <laughs> just for a little context for that right there. I'm gonna need a check. I'm gonna need a check. So I'm gonna need a check. Oh gosh. I'm let's just hope it's not while we're in the be at the beach. So oh my gosh. Yeah. That's probably that's, that's let's be real, that's probably the where when it'll be. That's fine. And so it's not prom. So it is not um, Oh gosh. No. Um, okay. So this episode will be a little like less hysterical. No, <laughs> I say hysterical. Not that y'all think we're funny, but we find each other funny than right, right. the normal ones. Not that it's going to be yeah. Debbie Downer, but um, I think like a more serious topic. And um, so we're going to talk about anxiety and I want to make sure that it is like known right out of the gate. Like, you know, like whenever you watch the commercials for medicines and then it's like the person talks real fast and like all the (laughs) disclaimer scrolls up. Yeah. I can talk fast, but not that fast. (laughs) Um, So know that we know, we, Laura and I know that being anxious and worrying and saying I have anxiety, which can be thrown around flippantly and stuff is we know that that is different than having an anxiety disorder. We -hmm. both have friends that have that. And like, that is nothing like in no way are we saying like, because we feel anxious or stressed out that it, that we are, you know, that we have an anxiety Mm -hmm. disorder Mm -hmm. and because that is a medical diagnosis. And while Laura is a doctor, (laughs) It is not in the, I'm not letting her perform surgeries on me. No, or not. that is me. a wise choice. That is a yes. Choice. And it's, you know, and I have mental illness in my family and I take that very, very serious. And so, um, all that to say, like, please know, like whatever we say, like if we're like, you know, anxiety, like we, we know we've got in our minds, it's in the correct context. Mm-hmm. And so, but also in our minds, we've got to remember to put it in the correct context so we can get a grasp on things. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, So um, this, this topic is one that um, I think we, we have both struggled with. And I honestly um, didn't realize just how, how much or how many, how, how much it was prevalent in other people's lives um, or how many of my friends were really struggling with just the, the overwhelming anxiousness at different seasons of life until I got real vulnerable and actually started sharing with people when I was in those seasons. One, just because I didn't know what else to do. And um, so that's really the other reason we really wanted to talk about this is because so often there's this stigma attached to the vulnerability around like even, you know, and, and what Johnny just said is the differentiation between mental illness and um, mental disorders and anxiety disorders versus like, I am really struggling with anxiety right now. I'm having, you know, frequent panic attacks or, you know, just having trouble getting my head around all of the things that are coming at me right now. Um, And so I think when we are willing to share, I think that's, that is such a, one, it just makes other people who are experiencing that feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the first time that I shared with um, the group that we, we reference so often um, is, is I, I guess it was about a year ago, just um, I feel like I had the first, first panic attack I had ever had. And it was just in a season of, of uncertainty where I 
there were so many parts and pieces of our lives, of my life individually, and then our family's life, um, life going forward that, that just felt shaky. Yeah. Uncertain. And yeah. yeah. And it was just, it just all hit me one night and, um, I couldn't breathe. It was like, my heart was racing. Of course, um, I'm an, if you know me, like in real life, I'm a, an extremely emotional person as far as like the same. tears come quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag same. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there were lots of tears and just, um, it was very scary because I had never, it had never escalated to that point before. And I just reached out and said, you know, um, I'm really struggling y'all. Like I, I can't get it together. I can't stop crying. I don't know what's going on. My heart is racing. And it was so comforting just to hear so many other people in that group, almost everyone in that group said, Oh my gosh, I've experienced the same thing at whatever season that they were going through. And it just, it gave a sense of, um, normalcy. (laughs) Um, friend in our group she mm-hmm. even said I remember you sharing and she mm-hmm. got on Marco Polo so it's like we can see each other's faces mm-hmm. and she was like I can't tell you how much like not that you're struggling blesses me but the fact that you shared that blesses me because I thought I was so alone she's mm-hmm. like everybody where I live seems to have it all together mm-hmm. and I feel crazy because I'm struggling mm-hmm. and and so that right there like you sharing and what's mm-hmm. the point of going through something if you can't then turn in right. turn use it to help someone else? Absolutely. For sure. That is, um, so that's really, we want y'all to know that's where we're coming at this topic from is that we want to share what we've struggled with in this, this area. Um, and we'll probably definitely laugh about some things. Because yeah, hey, um, that's that, how we handle it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we cry laugh. and we laugh. That's right. And we eat all the things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that is, you know, one of the coping mechanisms is, is to, to find, um, and that's y'all, that is really part of where the name for this podcast came from was just, um, finding, finding the good, even in the hard things and, yeah, and, messy. and, yeah. and all of that. And so, um, yeah, so that's where we're headed today. So, um, I guess let's start, Donna, tell me a little, um, tell us all a little bit about, you know, where you struggle with this in your life. Um, it, do you feel like it's an ongoing thing or do you feel like it's like a seasonal kind of thing? Yeah. You know, not necessarily like the four seasons of the. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> spring and um, sometimes fall. Yeah. yeah. So it seems the weather changes, but um, yeah, I think uh, for me, it, I'd never had struggled, you know, I would worry. I was a worrier. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like, if you've got something to worry about, let me know and I'll worry about it for you. Right. And, um, I got, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I was a worrier and I would get, you know, like ulcers and stuff, not, you know, bad or anything, but I would get like, I would just kind of worry myself, whether it's, you know, when I was a kid pleasing my parents and, um, and this was all like self-induced, like mm-hmm. I, that's just kind of my personality. I'm a pleaser by nature. So if I felt like I wasn't pleasing, I would worry. And then maybe sometimes it would ramp up and everything, but really in the last like three years, um, my grandma, who I'm just super grateful for, I talked about in the last podcast, but she, um, did. And if you hear Daisy snoring, I'm so sorry. My podcasting conditions are off because of her, <laughs> but, um, she 
really um, was just a huge factor in my life. And she developed Alzheimer's and ended up passing away. And just kind of with that was such a loss. And um, so then it started building up. Fast forward like a year after that. So about two Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, So I'm also known for not loving to talk about the budget. (laughs) And it's so like Will is 0% controlling with money. But just kind of the way I grew up, like we we didn't talk about money. Mm -hmm. And I'm not great with money. Um, I'm really good at spending it. Um, now it's, it's just something that it makes me, and I've always felt like when we talk about money, like I'm getting in trouble Mm -hmm. and it's all because never is he like, here's some extra money, just do whatever, you know, (laughs) it's more of like, Hey, do you think we can maybe save in this area? Um, and so one night I knew we were going to talk about the budget and I had felt like I had been overspending. So I felt guilty. And I went and like, I was keeping, I mean, we share a debit card, we share a bank account, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very anxious because I thought I was getting in trouble and mm-hmm. please hear me when I say this, that is not will like it breaks his heart. It really bothers him that I feel that way. And we, mm-hmm. that is a struggle. And he's always, he's really kind about it and stuff. He's <laughs> like, why does this, why is this so hard for him? Like, I don't know. I think it's, I think a lot of it has to do from being, you know, leaving my parents' house, living with my brother to then immediately living with Will, you know, I never had that like independence. I mean, I was 20 when I got married. So sometimes that like, I've mentioned on here before that I might struggle with authority. And uh, Will (laughs) called me when he listened to that podcast, big listener, he's a big listener. So he called me, he goes, he was on his way to work. He called me, he goes, might. And I was like, might what? And he's like, I listened to the podcast. You might struggle with authority. I was like, oh, okay, well, um, oh, bad connection. Got to get let you go. And so, so break it up, break for, it up. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, somehow in my mind, and this is stuff I've really worked on and is I've gotten a lot better. Um, I've had to, you know, really like kind of just let that go, but he came home and I already, so I have high blood pressure. Just go ahead and add that. If you're keeping a spreadsheet of different <laughs> health problems, just add that one in, in the next column. Um, I got diagnosed with that. Yeah. You know, the year before my hysterectomy. So, oh my gosh. um, anyways, so I already have high blood pressure and I was making dinner and I started, I had worked myself up into such a tizzy. Um, and I like started seeing spots, started sweating <laughs> Will comes home. He's like, what's wrong with you? You don't, you don't look good. First of all, that's super rude. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I don't feel good. And he's like, what, you know, what's wrong? And he hasn't said anything about the budget. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And like, in my head, I was almost like, am I faking this to get out of this talk? Like, what is wrong with me right now? And then all of a sudden my step, my chest started hurting so bad. So because I am an 89 year old woman trapped in a 35 year old's body, I, um, I have a blood pressure cuff. (laughs) So, um, so he took my blood pressure and it was like 220 over like 115. He's like, we're going to go to the hospital. I was like, I'm pretty sure like we drop our kids off at a neighbor's house. I'm like, this is it guys. I hope your stepmom's great. I love y'all. Like I was like doomed. I just knew it. So he takes me to the hospital. They run these tests to see, because I have all the symptoms of a heart attack. They draw my blood to see, you know, if there's some protein, I guess, that your heart releases or whatever, um, whenever that happens and checking all that, my blood pressure is still through the roof. And then they come in and Will's sitting there, he's like holding my hand, like praying with me and he go, and they come in and they go, 
so do you struggle with panic attacks? And I was like, what? Like, and I, I felt like being there and then that, so that ended up being what it was. There was a couple other like little things that were off and stuff, but that was the main deal. And I was like, huh? No, I don't struggle with panic attacks. No, you know, I worry here and there. And, and then, so I felt embarrassed because I felt like I was like a hypochondriac is what like a panic attack felt like, you Uh know, it's like, I'm rushing there because I'm having all these problems for basically for you to tell me in my mind, the way I was raised, not because of my parent, but just because of, you know, it's like, okay, well, you're obviously not trusting God enough, you know? And so Will looked at me and he goes, is this because we were going to talk about the budget? And I was like, I would like to say no, but I think it was, he's like, this is insane. Like we have to get a handle on this, you know? And he's like, I love you. Like at the end of the day, you could spend all of our money and we could live in a tent and it would be okay. I'm like, would it? And he's like, I mean, not really, but you know, um, but it's just, so that has, so that really, but that almost like tipped over the jug it was like then because that was it's like almost like now my body's able to do that and I've struggled just here and there and it is very seasonal I know for me I take on a lot of work sometimes in certain seasons Uh and I just kind of run myself ragged Uh and I feel so anxious and in my line of work being an interior designer oddly enough I deal with people's budgets all day long and that does not bother me it's making sure that they love what they get and Uh you know, having their acceptance and approval and Mm. in my hands, like to, to get that is, it can really send me over the edge. And so, Mm. um, Will and I were just talking because he's, he's been struggling just a little bit. Um, he took on a new position and it just comes with a lot of stresses and everything. And he asked me at, um, dinner or at lunch the other day, we go to lunch every Thursday, um, or we try to, and he was like, I've just really, I've been struggling like just with being super anxious lately. And I was like, you have, I was like, you know, what's, is it because I want to talk about the budget all the time? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and he's like, no, uh-uh. and so no, but he was like, no, you know, and he's like, what about you? Have you been? Cause he knows that I had been, I said, no, but I really think in our marriage, I, it is, it is almost always the case. If one of us is worried, the other one isn't. If one mm-hmm. of us is stressed, the other one isn't. And it's like, that help me like God has allowed me to be calm when he's worried. So I can, cause I can speak truth into him. Right. So, um, yeah, and oddly enough, I ran into a, a friend the other day, um, when I was shopping and, <laughs> um, and she was like, Oh my gosh, you know, so good to see you. And I was like, what have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in a while. And she's like, we've, you know, my husband's been just kind of in and out of the hospital. And I was like, and her, as her husband's, um, late thirties, maybe early forties and stuff. And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? And she said, he thought he was having a heart attack. She said, he has been having anxiety attacks. And I was like, oh, you know, and I was, and and so I freely shared her with her, my story. She's like, okay, that honestly makes me feel better because I thought maybe he was like faking it. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and you know, but she's like, but no, it makes me feel better to know. Like, I know you. And like, that's crazy that you went to the hospital for it too. And I said, yeah. And I said, you know, it, it presents the same symptoms as a heart attack. Like your, your arm kind of feels heavy. Your chest feels super tight. Your breathing is shallow. Like you're seeing spots like, but, um, yeah, it's, it's scary. It is scary. It is really scary. Um, yeah, I I definitely, that'd uh, be great if you were just like, I don't really struggle, but this was going good in your life, Jonna. (laughs) 
I did this yeah, just really so you struggle. would share. <laughs> I don't really struggle with anxiety. Um, and we're done here. No, I, <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely think mine is seasonal too. Like d- just periods of life when, when I'm so more, is yours more like summer, winter. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's fall and spring. No, look, it's funny. I can actually pinpoint that, um, based on, and this, this is going to give you kind of some insight into, um, uh, the life of a preacher's wife in the United Methodist church. But, um, so the Methodist church does all of the moves that happen with all of the ministers and the pastors that happens in the summer, but they find out usually like sometime between mid February and the first part of April, that's Mm -hmm. kind of window of time when they start letting people know that they're moving and, um, just all of that is kind of in flux. And that is when I, that season is my highest anxiety. Like I struggle. The yeah. most. There's so much uncertainty. And that when I was the, the um, panic attack that I had last year was right smack in the middle of that. I think it was like the third week in March or something. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, just feeling like you don't have control over your future, which none of us has control over our future. Not yeah. one person has the guarantee of tomorrow or 30 minutes. I always tell Will, like, why is it so hard? And maybe y'all are like, it's not hard, Jonna. But <laughs> why is it so hard to pray for God's will for your life and really for your kid's life? Uh, you know, yeah. because here's the deal. It's going to happen regardless. He just wants you to do it with open hands. And it's the same thing with control. Like we literally have no control but that's mm-hmm. all we're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And thank God I'm not in control because oh. I would really mess this up because <laughs> so, I'm doing everything I can to mess it up now. And so <laughs> I'm doing my darndest. Yeah. He just uh, keeps stopping me. It's super yeah. frustrating. Yeah. There was just so much. It felt like, um, that was, you know, everything was going on with that. And we were just, um, and, and the, cra- here's the crazy thing about that is that we, we had not put ourselves on the move list we felt like our church was happy with us there. So there was no reason to like think that we were about to get moved. Um, but just in my mind, in that, um, that space, I just had worked myself up that we were going to get moved and it was going to be the worst timing ever. Yeah. All of these things, there was some uncertainty with like my job and what that was going to look like moving forward. Um, of course, adoption, yeah, well, not, that I mean, that's just, you know, yeah, it just not no big, no big deal. Yeah. It was just, there was just a lot. And here, the thing that I have noticed when I get myself into those periods is that it it's definitely dependent on my circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I have to stop and be like, okay, where, where am I rooted? Like, where's my hope coming from? Where is my confidence as the daughter of a King coming from? Yeah. Why am I letting fear and uncertainty and doubt and the lies that are being told to me, you know, Satan's lies. Why am I letting those be the thing, the voices that are the loudest? Why, why am I doing that? And so just like taking a step back from it sometimes and letting, letting that soak in. But mine is definitely, um, and even this year struggle, you know, there's a lot of things now that are a little more stable 
like I love my job, all of that's kind of worked out. Adoption is moving forward, you know, um, but I still felt that, that anxiousness um, or have felt that anxiousness creeping in and times. And I've, it's always when I have not been in the word, I've not been praying mm-hmm. often. Like I've let, I've kind of opened that door to, for those voices to get a little louder, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Instead of filling my mind and my heart and my surrounding myself with people who are, you know, speaking truth over me, um, in that moment. And so it was, it was, the scariest thing because I felt like, I think it was brought on by feeling out of control. But in that moment of the actual panic attack, I felt even more out of control. Like I had zero control over what was happening to like my body and my, you know, and that sounds weird, but like, yeah, my heart was racing. I couldn't stop crying. Like I couldn't catch my breath. Um, and it was just, it was a really, um, I don't know. It was, it was like a surreal kind of feeling like I, in my mind, I could, I knew what was happening, I think, but I couldn't stop it, you know, really until, and honestly, I think that's what it was, was telling someone else, um, what was happening and, you know, the encouragement that came from that one, just by putting, putting it into the light instead of letting it, be in the darkness in my, my mind and in my heart, but putting it into the light, um, for other people just to come around me and encourage me. Um, and I would say too, we have definitely seen that, that season, like when I've struggled, when I'm in a season of struggle, Jeff is more confident and not as vice versa. Um, and I, I think that's just such a beautiful picture of marriage. Um, the way that God, you know, intended it to be is like, like you said, like the helpmate, but I think it's also a beautiful picture of his love for us. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> cause like his, I mean, it, it's biblical, like his, his, um, his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. Right. And thank so, God. I mean, look, <laughs> thank God. I got plenty of room for that strength to come shining in. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just giving yeah. him a lot of room to work. I know. I know. So it is, it's just such a beautiful picture of the gospel. And so like when we're at our weakest and the most out of control, that's when we get to see him come in and just be like, I got this, like chill out girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? No, I think um, that's, and yeah. I hate, and anytime that like, like you were saying, like when you haven't been in the word and stuff and you know, and then something happens and I feel feel like that's all I have, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I get to such a broken place that I feel like that's all I've got. All I can do Mm -hmm. is pray. All I can do is get in the Bible. And then I always promise, make these promises to God. I'm like, I'm not going to let it get this bad to get me back on my knees. Yes. You know, like I promise. And then because I'm human and life gets in the way and things are going good. And, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, I'll lay my head down at night. I'm like, do I spend any time with you, God? Like, Mm -hmm. I am so incredibly sorry, you know? Um, and I know one of the verses that we use a lot with the kids and on ourselves. And I have to say this to myself all the time, all Mm -hmm. the time. And it's, you know, for God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and Mm self-control. And it's, I have to remember, and that's second Timothy one seven. Um, but it's like, if, if I'm feeling afraid, if I'm feeling timid or scared or anxious, that is not from God. It's just not. So like that, that means that it is not true. 
not to say that you don't feel that way, Mm -hmm. but you know, the, the things that are making you feel that way are not true. And, um, you know, there's so many horrible things that happen in this world. And I I never want to be like, you know, if you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling scared, then you you don't love Jesus. Cause that's not what it is. And I think that's where in the church and I'm saying the big church, not, you know, my church, your church kind of thing. Right. I think as Christians, there's such a negative connotation to being anxious for, mm-hmm. to having any sort of worry, because that means you're not trusting God, Laura. like, you know, mm-hmm. and it just makes you feel not, not enough, not mm-hmm. Christian enough, which guess what guys, that's not possible. You just have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and that he rose again and that he can forgive it all. Like, that's all you have to do. There's no good works. There's nothing like that. Thank the Lord. Cause I would really suck it up. Um, but it's like, you can't like daily. I worry about things. I worry about my kids being safe. I'm living in a scary world. And it's like, you know, I worry about just different things, but I have to check myself constantly and remember that. And but there's so, I mean, there's such a stigma attached, but guys, if you just Google Bible verses for mm-hmm. anxiety, it is amazing what comes up. Mm-hmm. It is a ton. I mean, the, the word anxiety is used in the Bible several times. Like he, it's in there because God knew it would be something we struggle with, you know? Yeah, so for sure. And the other thing that I think was really helpful for me too, and I think you were the one who actually shared this song, um, was the song um, Fear is a Liar. Yeah, I love that song. Um, is it the you should hear me sing it. It's Fear is a Liar. You're going to sing it to us? That's good. One. <laughs> yeah, but I love that one. That one makes me cry and get like full on chill bumps every time we're at church and they play it. Yeah. That, that, I want you to sing again. That's what I'll Fear, fear is a Liar. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that that song has been um that was that was on repeat there for several days and often comes up um when I start to feel that that anxious feeling again just just it's such a beautiful reminder um I love that you know obviously you shared some some um scripture and just googling scriptures for anxiety is another great way but I just think song oh that is so good um is there any are there any I think that that's like I know that one that I always you know I love that um, I think it's is it Matt Redman the one that it's you know he leaves the 99 um I can earn it I don't deserve it and it's just I have to remind myself of that because I think a lot of anxiety and worry comes from trying to work hard for something Mm -hmm. and whatever that is I'm not just talking about like for a job but like whatever you're working hard for something that you're just it's getting you in a, in a bad place. And mm-hmm. I have to just say like, and I love, like, I will just repeat lyrics in my mm-hmm. head, you know? And it's like, and then sometimes whenever I am at just my absolute worst, all I can say is just the name of Jesus, like mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus, you know, not, and I'm not, you know, using it in vain. I'm, it mm-hmm. is me crying out and it, it does. And it's like, you know, my grandma used to always say, get behind me, Satan. And it's yeah. like, and I will say that out loud all the time and sometimes yes. to my kids. And so no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, not Satan, your name. And so, sorry, I got confused. Yeah. And so, but no, I just think that 
it's so hard when you're in a spiral. And so one thing that was shown to me one time, like, is it, I'm such a visual learner, mm-hmm. but they're like, what I want all of you to do that is listening right now. And this is not the, the game where like you hit your, somebody's hand, but it's like, I want you to put your hand up to your face. And, you know, if you have it up to your nose, it's like, you're in the middle of it. You can't see what's going on. You don't understand why you feel this. Like this is, so use this, like your hand is the problem, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. And it's like, you're just kind of focused on that one little deal. Well, when you pull your hand back and you can see the bigger picture, it's like right now we're all really close to the picture. Like mm-hmm. none of us really know what this masterpiece of our life is going to look like. And whenever it's pulled back, it will make so much sense. Like you're going to understand why hard things have happened. And mm-hmm. three years ago, my whole world changed, not just because of my grandma, but my dad was really sick and really sick. And he's very open and stuff about things that happened. And I'll have to, we'll have to have him on here at some point. He's one of my favorite people in the world. But, um, it was, I was, I just was like, I don't understand God. Like none of this makes sense. You're taking away two of the people that I love most in the world. My dad is still here. Thank God. Um, but you're like, this is cruel. But I also felt like, I relied too much on their love and their opinion of me that mm-hmm. I stopped relying on. Is God proud of me? Like, am I doing things that glorify him or am mm-hmm. I just trying to glorify my grandma? And you know, like, like that's not okay. And so because of that, like getting a little more perspective, not mm-hmm. that that's why they went through what they went through because John has got to learn a lesson, but <laughs> I, I, gosh, I hope not. <laughs> need a minute. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> I'm a dad a sorry note um but I think though that when you see God's role like just his hand in all of it and one of the things that my grandma said just that has stuck with me forever because she really really suffered in the end like really suffered the last like 48 hours um of her life she fell and broke her hip which is you know like can be a death sentence um for the elderly and stuff and um so I made it in time, but, uh, and we were in there all holding her hand, singing just her favorite hymns over her, just reciting scripture, praying, telling her like, it is okay. Like we are letting you go, like be with Jesus. Um, and it makes me want to cry. But one thing my grandma said was God will use every last ounce of me, like mm-hmm. every last ounce. He will not call me home until he is till my work is complete. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and she told me that forever because my, my grandfather, her husband died at 54 of a massive heart attack on the side of the road. Like Mm -hmm. he was out walking and that was before I was born. All that to say, like, she never had anger towards God for losing him. And she Mm -hmm. never lived in fear. And she buried her son, my uncle at 49 from melanoma. So it's like, all that's left is my mom of that family, which is just heartbreaking. But I got so mad in the hospital or in the nursing home right before she died. And I cried out to God. I said, why are you letting her suffer? She has been so faithful. She has lost so much. Like, why would you do this? Like, why? Like, this is cruel. After she died, literally that same, like just a few hours later, a nurse came and told me, she said, I want you to know. She said that I walked by and I saw your family in there with your grandma as she was taking her last breaths. And she said, it changed my life. She said, I saw how much y'all love God and how much you love her and how much her life must have meant. And she Mm -hmm. said, I will never forget that. And right then it was literally like a flood, like her saying, like, he will use every last drop. And I think 
whenever you're struggling with things, like mm-hmm. if you don't share those, that's not to say like something horrible happens to you, you need to get out and like lead a Bible study about it, but it's open up to someone because mm-hmm. the, the best thing that someone can tell you whenever you are struggling is someone can say me too, like, mm-hmm. or I have, and mm-hmm. you don't feel like the worst is whenever you're like, yeah, I, you know, this is going on. And somebody's like, Oh, I've never dealt with that. And that's like, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm glad you haven't, but thank you for making me feel super alone. And so (laughs) appreciate it. And so, and I've had that happen. Believe me, Mm -hmm. you know, like I encounter some special people (laughs) on the the daily, (laughs) but all that to say that I just think that share, like Mm. let people see your vulnerability Mm -hmm. and that is going when you're vulnerable. Yes. Like shame can come into play, but not from you. Like you don't mm-hmm. feel shame and don't let someone put that on you. That is their struggle. Mm-hmm. And so for sure. That is all of that is true. I just got chills when you told that story about grandma, by the way, uh, this is one of my favorites. Chills. So, Chill bumps. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I think the other one thing that I would, would add to that is not only like the struggle, like a loss or um, that kind of struggle, but also sometimes in the wait Mm -hmm. for answers or that that can be a really lonely season to where, where, um, anxiety has a tendency to creep in and worry and fear and doubt. Um, How often have you maybe told yourself he does, it's like, he doesn't even hear me. It's like, it's like he's busy or something, (laughs) you know? When's my turn? (laughs) Yeah. Am I not? It's like, you're at like the DMV. Has he called my number yet? Did I miss it? Was I in the bathroom? But I think that, you know, because it's like, there's three answers. Yes, no, and not right now. And the not right now could be the worst because yes and no have finality, you know? Yes. Yes. For me, I think um, that is because I think for me, a lot of my, my anxiety um, is wrapped up. The struggle with anxiety is wrapped up in the control, like not having because I'm such a planner, like let's get the planner out and plan. Which is so funny that God gave you Jeff as a spouse and and gave him the desire to be a Methodist pastor because there is so much unknown and he put the desire to adopt on your heart. Hello, Could a controlling person pick two more uncertain things? I don't think so. No, they cannot. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're like, I can update you on that. Yeah. I can give you a definitive no on that answer. Um, And there's been a song, I think I shared it in our group a few weeks ago. Um, Yes. Our friends were, were struggling um, with different things going on. We have, we have some moves coming up. We have um, kiddo struggles and just, just lots of things going on in that group. And um, this song, it's um, Lincoln Brewster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. While I wait. Um, and I, it's so perfect for what we're talking about because it covers so many different things. I'm just, I'm not going to sing the lyrics. I'm not going to do that to y'all. Maybe I should look them up and sing it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to sing. Trust me. I I don't know if I've shared this with you, but one time I told my husband who is such a sweet and kind man who encourages activity in your church because (laughs) pastor, I told him that I was going to join the choir and he said, um, maybe there are other ways that you can use your okay. gifts. Okay. okay. Hey, hey, that is, I think that is match point. So I'm not going to sing to y'all. Game, but. match. Yeah. Like that, 
he just dropped the mic and walked yeah. away. And he actually, he just took the mic away from you and he then did. dropped it and then walked away. He said, please don't sing into it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But it says. That uh, right there is a good leader. I know. He knows my strength. He led you away mm-hmm. from, from that choir loft. He sure back did. to where you would be a, would be better served. He sure so. did. I mean, I do feel like I have a very pleasant countenance. Like I could be a smiling face in the choir. I could so what you're saying is you could lip sync. I could. I could. I could totally do some Milli Vanilli in the choir. I tried out for choir in um, seventh grade, and I really just tried out because I wanted to be with my friends. Yeah. And um, I t- so I go in to do my audition. And, um, and it's a class. I mean, I just think you should get in it. Gosh, it's middle school. Everybody gets a trophy, but they did not back then. And, um, (laughs) so I go in and she was like, um, so she tells me and she goes, okay. And she just stopped and she shut the lid on her her piano and she turned her (laughs) seat and she said to me, she goes, why are you doing this? I said, excuse me. And she goes, why are you doing this? And I said, because I thought you had to do, you had to try out to get in. She goes, you know you can't sing. Oh and I God. said, um, yeah, yes, ma'am, that is what everybody has told me. <laughs> she goes, I mean, y'all, I remember what I was wearing and everything. It was so traumatizing. And she goes, why do you want to be in this class? I said, if I'm being honest, because my friends are, and um, it's like, well, it seems fun. And she, and I said, I think y'all go on more field trips than other classes. And she goes, <laughs> I'm going to let you in, but you do not open your mouth other than to mouth those words. And I said, okay, so am I like an alto or soprano? She goes, I don't care where you sit. It don't matter. And I said, oh, okay. So, um, there you go. Oh my gosh. I love that she shut the piano lid on you. Oh, she did. And she turned in her seat and just looked at me and she put her elbow. I was like, oh, okay, we're getting real. I understand. Uh, so you're saying there is no record deal in this for me. Okay. Fair, fair enough. But yeah. Did you feel like one of those contestants on American Idol? Well, you know, I blame my parents because it's like I always look at the American Idol and people, I'm like, who let them go out there? But I wouldn't do that. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm a little more self-aware, but it's more, the worst is whenever you're singing in the car and you feel it, you're like, this is good. I'm good right now. Like people, I'm a joyful noise. And then all of a sudden, like it cuts off and you're like, eh, and it's like, okay, okay. So I clearly need backup singers. So. This went way off topic. I'm super sorry, but I just really wanted you to sing while I wait. And no, I, I will not. I will yeah. not. But um, I, I, we just cannot do that to our yeah. listeners. I'm scared of what would happen to all yeah. those. But y'all should. We'll include all these songs. We've, you know, we've got your Spotify playlist ready. That's right. Um, but we'll include these songs in the show notes because they really are. I think music is. That is the gift that I so wish that God had given me but I'm pretty sure he knew I would take it way too far and I would be like my head would be huge and so um so he he kept me grounded but I just think that music is such like and listen some there's some people myself maybe some sometimes it's just nice to have a good cry so you just turn on that music and just cry it out I'll tell Will sometimes like I feel like I'm about to cry he's like do it just cry I'm like (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, okay, just stop. Just stop. So, no. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I think that getting in scripture and then you got to fake it till you make it. Like mm-hmm. you have got to just dive deep in and counseling. Oh my word. Counseling. Uh, like her. Huh, yeah. Therapy, counseling, whatever you want to call it. Like, um, it is 
I've done it before. I did it before we moved here. And I was mm-hmm. super nervous. I didn't want to tell anybody I was doing it. And, you know, and I mean, it was so good for my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I told them going in, I said, I don't want a diagnosis. I don't want you to put me on anything. I just need to like work through some things. He's like, okay. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's like neurotic. Because <laughs> I did, I'm like, what'd you write down? What'd you write down? And so, um, but what he ended, I ended up having to move. And so I asked him, I said, I know I told you not to diagnose me with anything, but, and he goes, he said, long story short, you really struggle with change. And I do. And I'd never mm-hmm. thought that I always thought like, I love change and stuff, but when it comes to big things, like mm-hmm. it's, it's the control. Like mm-hmm. I, I like things to be the way that I know they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it doesn't mean I don't love adventure and stuff like that, but I don't like change. And mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of, and that, you know, and I think during the time with my grandma and my dad and stuff, that was a lot, it was a lot of change and it was mm-hmm. changing the dynamics of our family, all I'd ever known and stuff. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I would highly recommend. And if you are struggling to the point where you really like see, a, see a medical professional, like mm-hmm. there's no shame in that. And it's, I just, I hate what a stigma of the world has put on, you know, counseling, therapy, mental illness, mental disorders, you know, all of that, because it is something that is out of your control Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with it. And I just think people that get help, like, I just think they're so brave and it is so beautiful, like just to see and just how you can help people in the, in the long run. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, do not be afraid to ask for help, um, either from, you know, if you're not ready to go the professional route, I mean, find a friend that you trust and, um, you know, reach out to them and just, just let them know, um, what's going on, but definitely don't, don't suffer. Don't, don't alone. alone. Yeah. Don't struggle with it alone. Because again, I think one of the the first things that feels like the burden is lifting is just bringing it into light. Cause I mean, you're shining light on in a dark place that's in your heart or in your head and, or both. And just, you know, the more, the more light you can put on it, the better going to feel and the, the less burden you're going to be carrying alone. And that's what we're made. I mean, I mean, let's, let's face it. That's what the church is, is designed for is to carry burden, um, carry the burdens of your, um, brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you, if you don't have that, then you, you're, you're carrying it all by yourself. And so really, really seeking community can be help and then, or can help. And then also, like you said, just making sure that you, um, you seek professional help if it is, is to a level where, where you need that, that kind of guidance and, um, so, and don't be ashamed. Yeah. It. Share it. For yeah. Sure. No, for sure. I think that's just, there's such a good word and all of that. Um, since this was heavy, why don't we talk about some things that are good? Yeah. Let's end on some fun things. Yeah. Tell me what is good in your life, Donna? What are you What's good this week? Well, um, so one thing I'm loving, and I've shared it with a lot of people. Actually, the other day, a friend sent me a picture. She had bought hers. Um, Rothy's. I have huh? three pairs. I have two pointed pairs, the shoes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's R-O-T-H-Y apostrophe S. I'm sure you've seen influencers post about it. Or if you listen to podcasts, other podcasters give you codes. We don't have that. Um, and Be so well, one day we will, guys. One day we will. <laughs> Um, you're gonna have to like and share a little more for that to happen. <laughs> so, but uh, I have the black pointed toe, and then I have a leopard pointed toe, and then I ended up getting the—they're called sneakers. 
but they're like slip-on shoes mm. and I got this like it's like this gray like camo and they you can so the whole deal is is like you can like wash them mm. apparently made from recycled water bottles some people get super excited about that I'm not um hip enough to care that much I don't know how they're made out of recycled recycled water bottles because they are so comfortable hmm. um and I would say people have asked me how they run um I wear between the eight and the eight and a half and I was told like on the point go up like if you're kind of between go up and so I got the eight and a half in the point um and they fit perfectly so and they're easy to exchange the first ones I got were an eight and they did not fit perfectly I should have listened a little more um, so I exchanged them and got but, them like, right away. But you have issues with authority. So yeah. So I was like, oh, you think you don't know my toes. Well, <laughs> I did. Apparently they're a little, they need a little more room. Those pig, pigs need some more room. Um, but I love them. Like, they're, they're an investment. Like they're, they're not cheap. So mm-hmm. don't get on there and be like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> she's sharing about her $9 La Mer fake knockoff cream and then she sells me about 125 dollars shoes <laughs> but i promise you they're worth it and maybe you have a birthday coming up maybe okay. like it's mother's day is coming yeah up. maybe mother's day guys they're awesome i get compliments literally every single time i wear them so um sometimes it's me complimenting myself but i still get compliments every single time so um the other thing is it's tills t-e-a-l-s um you can get them at like you can get it at your local grocery store um, it's usually like in the, you know, uh, hygiene section, but it's like their bath soak. It's like an Epsom soak. Now listen, guys, baths are super controversial. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on bath- bathing. Um, <laughs> I only take a bath to soak. I don't take a bath to like clean myself because I get it. You're like sitting near filth. Also guys, I only turn hot water on and then I get out and I almost pass out. And every time I'm shocked and Will's like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe like a dash of cold water in there just so your skin doesn't look like it's about to fall off. I'm like, that's a good idea. I just need to bring me some water. I think I'm about to pass out. And so, um, but I have to soak a lot for my joints and I get the eucalyptus. Mm. Oh my word. It smells like a spa. It is so good. I go through bags of that. Uh, both my kids take Epsom baths quite a bit for like just all the activities they're in. And I, I rage hard whenever I see that they have like finished up my bag and just left it there. <laughs> that's when I say, get behind me, Satan. And so, <laughs> those two things, I know those are random, but I love them both. Tell me about you. Okay. Um, so I, okay, this kind of comes, I'll tell you where the context of this is, comes from, is that um, in my retailing class at Mississippi State, my students have to do these reflections on retailers. And one of their reflections last semester was on personalized subscription boxes. And so I had, I don't know, probably a handful, maybe six or seven of my female students raved about the FabFitFun box. And so I was mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, I can try it, you know. Yeah. So I ordered the winter box. And in my winter box was a few episodes ago, I talked about the fantastic um, dry shampoo. Mm-hmm. That- I got in my box, but the other thing that was in there that I am still loving because all that dry shampoo is gone. Because let's be honest, I don't like to wash my hair. Yeah, um, yeah. But when you do wash it, this is what you're loving. Yes, this is the Moroccan Gold series. That's the brand, and it's called a Treatment Mask, and it's intense care for dry and damaged hair. 
and it makes my hair feel so soft and is so shiny. Is your hair normally dry? Like, do you well, I mean, I might, it might be colored a little. Oh, what? I, I didn't know this. I, I know. It's a confessional day. Um, I color my hair. So you're being, y'all, she's being vulnerable. I'm being really vulnerable. I have a lot of gray, and I'm yeah. so thankful um, for my sweet friend, Megan, who keeps my gray covered. So yeah. anyway, so this was in that box, and I love it. I use it every other wash. Okay. So... Um, and it, you're supposed to like leave it on for five minutes. So like wash my hair and then put it on and then do the rest of my shower and then rinse it out. And y'all, I mean, it is the softest. It, it feels mm. so good. My hair is shiny. It doesn't look like I have dry ends from all the product and the heat that I put on it from straightening it. I, I cannot. Um, and I took it to our shine conference back in January because I love it so much. And shared it with several people, and they all ended up buying it too. So, it is awesome. it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. We were gonna need to get that swipe up, guys. Oh, y'all, I, you really y'all y'all need. I wish we could say swipe up to purchase, but um, yeah, uh, y'all are just gonna have to get, do it old fashioned way and type it in yourself. <laughs> we also we do link everything yes. live links on our website so if you want to go to the website and we do this for all the episodes so if we've talked about something like I talked about just brought up that um amazing um dry shampoo that is I don't remember which episode but um it's linked on that episode I think it might have been episode two so yeah um, our good friend Julia, she texted me the other day and was like, "What's that bathing suit that you you said you like?" I was like, "Julia, look at the show notes. It was Lime Ricky. You know, I I just told her it was Lime Ricky." Oh, <laughs> uh, she's so, like, make it easy for you guys to go back and find all of the good things that we sort of giving out our cell phone number. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we might get to that point. I don't. Know. Hey, that's fine. We'll do what it takes. <laughs> we will do what it takes. We are here for you. Yep. Oh, this was awesome. It really, I just think that it's so necessary and like the adult friend, like, like everything we've kind of talked about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one thing I think is like with comedians, the reason they're so funny is they say the things that everybody thinks that nobody will say, Mm -hmm. um, or they put it and they're like, oh my gosh, I've never thought about that, but yes. But I think the same with this stuff, we Mm. are comedians No, but I think the same (laughs) with this stuff, it's like, there's negative things. There's hard things that people think, but nobody talks about because of the shame attached to it. And it's like, if you just talk about stuff openly, like you remove the shame, you know? Um, and it's, you know, light will drive out the darkness and cross stitch that on a pillow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure as on Etsy, if you want to look it up, but <laughs> in your, in your time, I'm going to expect that. Hey, you make pillows. You yeah. Yeah, I used to. I'm retired. I'm retired. <laughs> Me and Betsy Ross. So, yeah. But she made oh, flags. I get it, guys. Don't at me. Um, anyways. Uh, okay. Well, this was another good one. I know. Thanks for chatting with me, friends. Yes. Thank you for always being just vulnerable and honest with me. Because uh-huh. then it, there in line, like, I'm allowed to do the same. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Okay. Have a great rest of your week. Okay. You too. Bye, y'all. Bye. Okay, y'all. Whenever Laura and I 
we're in the very beginning stages of planning the podcast, we kind of wrote down a list of who would be our ideal sponsors. Like who are the companies that we would want to be associated with because we love their heart and their mission. Both of us right out of the gate said this week's sponsor. It was our very first one that we said exact same or like this is exactly who we would want to be associated with. And that is Lisa at the Mustard Seed Marketplace. At the Mustard Seed Marketplace, they believe your purchase makes a powerful impact. Whether it's feeding the hungry, providing jobs for overcomers of sex trafficking, or supporting small businesses, they want you to be able to shop the causes that you care for the most. You can enjoy shopping their handmade creations from near and far as they create a marketplace for artisans around the globe. They've curated a collection of world-changing jewelry, apparel, handbags, and more from over 40 groups in 18 countries. And all items are fair trade, locally made, or give-back brands. You can use the code ALLTHINGSGOOD, that's one word, all capital, ALLTHINGSGOOD, for 15% off your entire purchase at themustardseedmarketplace.com. Make sure you find them on Facebook and Instagram and check out their website as they are always getting new things in. I promise you that is the case. And make sure when you go to check out that you have loaded your card up with everything that you want because it's 15% off your entire purchase, but it's one per customer. But 15% off your entire purchase. Y'all, that's not just like free shipping. It's 15% off your entire purchase. So personally... I, as soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to go on and start shopping. I know there's a Judith necklace that I've got my eye on. That's going to go in my cart. I love, there's a t-shirt on there that says giving back is the new black. Love that. Her stuff is such good quality. The artisans that make it do such an incredible job. I promise you're going to love it. I know that I've ordered in the past and it comes with a handwritten note. I mean, are you kidding me? She's not even from the South, but that is just some great customer service. But the stuff is beautiful. It's not just that it is, you know, for a good cause. It is beautiful things that you're going to want to wear. I mean, half the stuff looks like anthropology. I mean, it's amazing. So I've bought earrings in the past and I promise you every single time I wear them, I get compliments every single time. Laura's purchased in the past. So you're welcome. Thank you so much, Lisa, at the Mustard Seed Marketplace. Make sure whenever you get your order in that you share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag the Mustard Seed Marketplace and tag All Things Good. I want to see what you got. I'll be sharing on our Instagram some things that I've got my eye on and what's going to be going in my cart because there is no shame in me using our own code. So make sure and use the code All Things Good for 15% off your entire purchase. Hey y'all, Laura here. I'll be honest, I had a bit of a vulnerability hangover after we recorded this episode. I caught myself thinking the next day, hey, maybe I shared too much. Maybe we should just re-record that episode. (laughs) But the thing is, when we share our struggles with others, it's no longer our burden to bear alone. We're inviting others to carry the burden with us. And that's really what friendship is about. So we really hope that you find some encouragement in one, knowing that other people may be struggling with the same things that you're struggling with, and two, um, just the, the encouragement that you need to reach out to someone else that is um, when you're struggling with hard things, whatever it is, whether it's anxiety or anxiousness or any issue that you're having in your life, find a friend, a safe place to, to talk through some of the things that are going on in your world. 
But next week, we're going to go a little lighter on you. We're going to dive deep into our Southern roots, and we're going to talk about some Southernisms. We've been collecting some feedback from you on our social media, and we are so excited to share a little bit about our history and about Southern culture. I think it's going to be a great conversation, especially for you Southerners. We know that you'll find yourselves laughing out loud, and maybe for you Northerners who've been scratching your heads at some of the things that you've heard us or other Southerners say, it might give you some context for what we're talking about. Um, We're so excited again to have partnership with the Mustard Seed Marketplace. Our friend Lisa is amazing. She has the cutest stuff. And don't forget that you can get 15% off of your order with the code ALLTHINGSGOOD. We are are so grateful for her support. We're so grateful for your support. Keep liking and sharing and commenting and reviewing and rating and all the things um, because that's what makes it possible for us to keep doing this every week for you. So we'll talk to you again next week. Settle down, girls.